0: Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk
1: about it. Hey, sister. Hi, how's it going? Good. This is Sister Anistie. This is Sister Veritas. And we're back with Let Love Podcast.
0: With the Sisters of Life. And we are jumping into a new chapter of the Gospel of Life, mm-hmm. and we're going to break this into two episodes. Chapter three, um, and basically, it's kind of comes out swinging. The essence of the chapter is "You shall not kill," mm-hmm. and yet I think what we want to dive into is the yes, this is a, a command in the, in not doing something, but so much more, an invitation that is deeply positive yeah. and one that is deeply wedded to love and yeah. to bringing life to the human family yeah, it wherever I- it's at
1: invitation to live right it's like Amen, the sister. glory of god man fully alive which makes me think actually of mm-hmm. we we like to be alive we love being alive i mean you think of the human family it's like we do all these awesome things because it's just so much fun to be alive like we, we invent stuff we do cool like i don't know festivals and stuff oh my gosh Festivals all over the place. Mm -hmm.
0: Like in a sense, people gathering to share in life, Mm -hmm. to share the gifts of life, Mm -hmm. to celebrate life. Like, okay, where I grew up, blueberry festival. Delicious. Every first weekend in August, right? You taste the best pies in town. You have blueberry everything. Or maple syrup. The best. Sunday. Sunday in every spring (laughs) and all the farms would open. And it it was amazing. You get maple syrup on your ice cream, maple syrup donuts. Wow. Um, I mean, this is rural Maine, but like you can see this throughout history in every
1: culture, town, village. I mean, what are some of the ones that, you know, well, um, i know i recently learned about the highland games cool and these these men throw like big telephone pole size logs in like this certain way it's like this competition it's amazing <laughs> it's amazing i definitely couldn't do that amazing show of strength <laughs> it's amazing i also saw like years ago this little feature on this um cheese rolling competition huh. where like huge wheels of cheese like five foot tall or plus wheels of cheese that People roll with sticks. Okay, it's, a, it's amazing. <laughs> now, look, I don't know exactly what country this was in or anything like that, but I remember it being awesome. And it wasn't a dream? It's, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Israel. I mean, sister, I, the I, human I, spirit is a marvel. I know. I want to do it. I kind of want to have like convent version with like baby bell cheese and toothpicks. <laughs> okay, that's hey, listen, let's, let's think about it.
0: Or even, okay, sister, I mean, yeah, it's... You know, that's a, just a fun thing to think about. But I mean, honestly, like the human spirit, it really is a marvel. Like the high school I went to every year. So we had a forestry program.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it was amazing what these kids could do in high school, like kids with chainsaws and basically felling trees so that they fell on a can of Coke. Wow. I mean, that precise. That's amazing. And like being able to cut a tree at an angle so that there was no snapback, right? So no branches in your face. Like Wow. But like, the artistry actually and a huge whole week dedicated to these games so to speak but that kind of sharpened their skills and brought them all together and sharing a similar love of forestry and being out there and It's just, it's beautiful, sister. And this is where I think we want to step into chapter three, that like God is inviting us to something awesome, Mm -hmm. to do great things with our love, but to unite together as a human family Mm -hmm. uh, towards this. And I think, especially as this chapter focuses on, you know, some tough issues, some tough things to talk about, abortion, euthanasia um, approaches to reproductive technologies we want to talk about how god has led us amidst these areas Mm -hmm. um, has inspired our love uh, at the service of the human family Mm -hmm. in this particular charism and it's really amazing what the holy spirit's up to
1: it really is because even i'm excited to talk about it because i think the perception goes from being like all this stuff which is hard stuff but it it goes from being like bad news to actually, wow, this is good news. This Mm -hmm. is good news for me. This Mm -hmm. is for me. Um, and it's, yeah, I'm really excited to talk about it. Amen.
0: Should we kick it off with a prayer? Let's do it. All right. In the name of the father, son, Holy spirit. Amen. Father, we love you. We praise you. We adore you. We thank you for the gift of life. We ask for your blessing upon our life, upon our day, upon our family, our communities, Uh, the whole human family. We ask, Father, that we incline our hearts according to your will, that you send your Holy Spirit to animate our minds and our hearts in response to your invitation of love, in response to the great commands of life that hold us, that teach us, that guide us in living the full gift of life that you've entrusted to us. We entrust ourselves to you and simply Ask Our Lady to pray for us as we say Hail Mary.
1: Full of grace, Grace,
0: the Lord is with with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray Pray for us sinners, sinners, now and at at the the hour hour of our death. death. Amen. Our Lady of grace,
1: pray for us.
0: In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Holy Spirit, Spirit. amen. Amen.
1: Well, praise be to God. Yeah. And just diving into chapter three. Yes, sister. Well, I'm struck just to start off, and I just kind of want to throw out a question, I guess. But it starts off with the gospel where the the rich young man comes up to Jesus Mm. and says, Teacher, what good deed must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus replies, If you would enter life, keep the commandments. And then later, not far down, it's really beautiful. John Paul II says, God's commandment is never detached from his love. Awesome. So I just, I want to break this open a little bit because i think sometimes we can think of commandments as being very restrictive Mm. and hard and really kind of like fun wrecking and against me kind of thing but Mm -hmm. i guess how do we um how do we understand this god's commandment is never detached from his love how do we see that how do we open it up what are some real kind of real life um examples and experiences um that we can that kind of illustrate this absolutely sister because i think well it immediately makes me think of what
0: God has been about in the life of our community, of the Sisters of Life in the last 30 years, actually mm-hmm. since the time of our foundation, in the sense that we take a fourth vow to protect the sacredness of human life. And it's close to this reality of you shall not kill, right? That we want to preserve and protect that great mm-hmm. gift of life, um, that it's sacred, and it's an echo, it's an icon of God himself. Mm-hmm. And and in that invitation, I know as sisters and as a community, we've watched the Holy Spirit grow mm-hmm. and invite us into something extraordinary. And I wonder, sister, maybe we could share just a little history focusing on the beginning of life, right? All the the dynamics that can surround the reality of when a woman comes to find herself pregnant and, you know, the the reality of that, what we've experienced in accompanying women Mm -hmm. who are facing unexpected pregnancies and how the
1: Lord has led us Mm -hmm. uh, to protect this sacred gift. Mm -hmm. Well, sister, I think the first awesome thing um, that I'm thinking of is our founder, Cardinal O'Connor, who became the Archbishop of New York in the 80s. And he made this really amazing, bold claim. Um, He basically would announce at I think every Mass that he was at, Um, And try to announce to the media, like, if any woman finds herself um, unexpectedly pregnant and in need of help um, to reach out to the Diocese of New York, they would take care of everything for her. Even reaching out to him personally, he would take care of everything for her. But he would get so mad at the media because they would never um, publish this promise, Mm. which he he relayed every week and he would, he would chide them. He said, I say this every week and you never print it. Mm -hmm. Why don't you print it? You Mm -hmm. know, but that was his um, firm and longstanding um, promise. Like any woman in need who is pregnant, come, we will help you. Um, We will be with you. We'll give you what you need. And, and the love and support you need. And I just think it's so beautiful. But in a way, this is like a foundation. Even This happened even before we were mm. founded. This was a foundation for our missions. Amen, sister. Mm-hmm. And, well, in a
0: sense, yes. It's like, and in Colonel O'Connor, I hear the voice of a father, mm-hmm. um, and God the Father, saying, "If in a sense, if I have entrusted the gift of life, I want to provide for that life. I want to care for that life. Trust me, and I will. I will. And in a sense, just to trust in the Lord, mm-hmm. that he will be faithful. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think as Sisters of Life, this is what we've seen. So, mm-hmm. Colonel Connor founded us in 1991. Several years later, we founded one of our first apostolates or missions called uh, Sacred Heart, and it's our holy respite mission. So, a place where we could invite women who were pregnant mm-hmm. and to come and live with us, to walk with them, to mother the mothers, so that they could then mother their children, to Mm -hmm. help to provide for the practical realities, the emotional supports they needed, um, everything that comes into focus, right? Mm -hmm. That it's a big event to Mm -hmm. find oneself pregnant, regardless of what circumstances you're in, and the privilege of standing beside her, and then inviting the human family to uphold her. So in that, Having um, volunteers help to build cribs or paint the rooms, create a safe place for her to live and stay mm-hmm. and be loved in that time. But what was powerful is that it was in short order that there was more women in need that we could invite to live with us. In a sense, there was no room at the inn, uh, mm-hmm. just like the baby Jesus um, was looking <laughs> or you know, Joseph and Mary was looking. Um, so we began in a sense, a mission of accompaniment, Mm -hmm. uh, first via phone and then welcoming women just to come and meet with us and talk things through. And that quickly became our visitation mission. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a sense, inviting women, which was amazing, in a sense, quickly grew to serving 800 to 1,000 women a year Mm -hmm. in the New York City area. Like, if you can imagine this. Mm -hmm. And you only have a handful of sisters, but what we found is that everyone has a gift to give at the service of life. And so what quickly opened up with that is the Lord inspiring an army of people to help us who Mm -hmm. we call our coworkers of life. So again, people who can go out to tea with a woman who is just needs to talk about something else other than a pregnancy Mm -hmm. or just walk with her, be a friend to her people to pray, um, a whole army of intercessors just for all of the things you're going to find along the way of that journey of pregnancy. Um, people to knit baby blankets, people to donate the practical needs, um, holy respites, people opening up their homes to mm-hmm. to women who may need a place to stay. In a sense, animating this whole human family. And if you think about our missions, it's like we're sisters who take vows of poverty, chastity and obedience. Right. We have nothing but Christ really yeah. to give them. And here we're serving thousands and thousands of women and the beginning and starting po- point of this is faith. Mm-hmm the same faith that Cardinal O'Connor was leaning into, Mm -hmm. that God, if he has given the gift of life, he intends to provide for that. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've seen the Holy Spirit do, is open up a whole incredible community of life Mm -hmm. to uphold others, to stand with others and care of this gift. Mm -hmm. And it's beautiful, sister.
1: It really is. And I think it's especially powerful because even if we, like, even the fact that we're serving thousands and thousands of women, but it doesn't feel like that actually, mm-hmm. because we're not, um, it's not a program. It's one heart at a time. It's her heart. Um, and so it's, um, it's kind of like someone once asked John Paul II, second, like, oh my gosh, you've, you talked to like hundreds of people today. You must be so tired. He's like, I, I don't, I didn't talk to hundreds mm. of people because for him, it was only the one. Right. And it's, it's the same. It's like, it's the gift of the one person before you. And actually, um, you open up new places in my heart, right? That never existed before. Every person does that. It's incredible. And it's like the landscape of your heart actually grows and expands with every single person you have the privilege um, of walking with, every single woman you have the privilege of meeting. And so it's been really, really moving. It's powerful, sister. Yeah. Well, what you're
0: saying is so deeply powerful, sister, because it's like, yeah. she's not our project. This mm-hmm. isn't work. This is actually receiving another person mm-hmm. and contemplating the gift of their life, of the life that they carry, mm-hmm. reflecting that back to them, and actually being real with what does a person need who's experiencing a crisis, right? And because I think this is what we experience is that um, whenever life comes, right, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it's like whoa, it's big, yeah. It kind of changes your categories. Everything it throws everything up in the air, regardless of what circumstances. Whether you're you're married and there's stability to that marriage, and you have everything you need, or this has mm-hmm. been very unexpected, and you're you're not in a stable uh, reality in life. Yeah. Um, and I think it's so important that we understand the mm-hmm. heart um, of a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so often uh, there can be so much fear, yeah. right, in the face of this because it's the inclination of the heart, especially a woman's heart, to provide well for life, to Mm -hmm. care well for life. So what are the fears that are gonna hit hers? She's gonna feel alone Mm -hmm. often, that's the case. She feels so alone. Um, Often she can feel like, I don't have enough. I'm not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, She can feel a lot of pressure. This is all up to me, Mm -hmm. and there's no way I can do this alone. Mm -hmm. Um, She may feel deep conflict, that there's no room for this life, in the heart of the father of the baby. right, uh, And there might be great pressure there mm-hmm. uh, from him. Also, there may not be room in the hearts of my family members that this mm-hmm. is a surprise for me and it's gonna be a definite shocker mm-hmm. for them. Um, but it really is, in a sense, um, Jesus tells us that perfect love casts out all fear. Yeah. And I think this is, where we've perceived our invitation is to receive her, mm-hmm. to hear about her concerns, her fears, her worries. Let her empty the bucket uh, because all of this can put tremendous pressure in the heart and provoke a decision to be made out
1: of fear. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the Lord, he calls us to move in freedom, not in fear, right? Amen. And any kind of, I mean, I know in my own life, decisions that I've made out of fear, whatever they be, big or little, it's like, I've never, (laughs) it's never been a good decision, right? Like, because I, there's, yeah, so much kind of pressure, you know, interiorly, exteriorly. Um, And I think there's the reality that this, um, yeah, this fear, even darkness, um, has a lot to do with just profound feelings of vulnerability, ultimately, right? Mm. Um, The vulnerability of, yeah, not knowing what's going to happen, having my entire life turned upside down, my plans turned upside down, and kind of like, I didn't you know often a woman is like I I didn't think of myself as a mother right like this wasn't in my frame of identity that I I'm familiar with and so to have um, all of a sudden to be kind of feeling confronted by the reality of a child Mm -hmm. it's like that's not who I am I don't know myself as mother Mm -hmm. and so um, what we found is is a woman who's pregnant can often go into basically an identity crisis yeah right um because everything she thought she should be is suddenly called into question. And so I think that's part of the fears too, right? she It's not so much she's, that she's asking herself, is this a baby? But rather, how can I preserve my life? How can I be, still be me? Mm-hmm. Right? And often um, abortion is presented as the way that, um, you know, she's somehow it will make her unpregnant or she'll still be able to be herself and mm-hmm. things will go on as they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, as many of women have shared who have have suffered after abortion, it's not true, you know, Um, because there's a reality. And we'll talk about, um, but maternity is forever. Maternity is forever. Yeah. There's a, I think a deep truth
0: that we experience firsthand, sister, in a sense Mm -hmm. that we have the privilege of walking with women who are pregnant and in need of practical resources and support, Mm -hmm. and just having the privilege of being her sister in that, but also walking with women who are journeying um, in a real pilgrimage uh, towards healing mm-hmm. and hope after the experience of abortion. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, you know, catching those tears, walking those valleys and what a privilege it is for us to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we have experienced is yes, that truth that once a life is conceived, mm-hmm. bonds are formed. Yeah. Um, that reality of that life cannot be just undone. Mm-hmm. That existence is a profound reality mm-hmm. as God has shared his life with this little one that little one has come to be and that has implications for the life that carries that 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 brought that life into existence mm-hmm. that someone becomes a mother someone becomes a father um someone becomes a grandmother or a grandfather mm-hmm. aunts and uncles uh, mm-hmm. are born out of that reality and in a sense reverencing that reality and and I think as you speak, sister, it's like often, and such a deep reverence for this, it can feel like for a woman, kind of underneath the, the mm-hmm. this great event, it's like she feels like it's either my life or the baby's life, mm-hmm. that these two worlds seem irreconcilable. Mm-hmm. But our delight and the way the Holy Spirit has led us mm-hmm. is okay, what are the pressures? What are the fears? What what feels impossible? And actually as she is able to share them and finds space to do so, and as we're able to reflect back to her, her goodness, her beauty, her strength, really who she is at the heart of who she is, um, she is then able to find the space to realize, wait a second, Mm -hmm. there's a strength in me. Um, I desire to reverence this life. Mm -hmm. It's native to me as a woman. The heart of my heart says, I want to give life and helping her to make an act of faith yeah. in herself, in God, and then actually helping her on all the levels that she needs. it. And here I am. Yeah, I've taken a vow of poverty, but let me tell you, mm-hmm. the Lord loves to spoil pregnant women. <laughs> he he <just>. loves to <laughs> spoil us in general, yeah. but like seriously, yeah. we have seen, yes, she's got nothing, I've got nothing. And as we look to the Lord mm-hmm. in faith, all of a sudden, everything comes into place, mm-hmm. whether that's a need for uh, an academic program that can accommodate her being pregnant and finding the care and support that she needs, a place to stay mm-hmm. practically speaking, the things that she needs to provide for this child, um, the things that she needs to practically realize her dreams too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know her her dreams for a professional life, for a support system that she's going to need to realize this pregnancy. they all come pouring in yeah. as we both look to faith in God because um, he his intent is. To uphold her mm-hmm. um, and uphold this little one. So it's actually this incredible privilege mm-hmm. to really contemplate, to rejoice in the gift of life, to take another by the hand mm-hmm. and walk with them mm-hmm. um, in and through all of it. Yes, it's it requires courage and faith, but it's always worth it. Yeah. I've never walked with a woman who has gone through a pregnancy and given that yes to the life that she carries, mm-hmm. who's expressed regret about it. Mm-hmm. She'll say, yes, yeah, sister, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I'm coming to know who I am. Yeah. I never knew I could love this much. Yeah. I never knew I had this much in me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's bold mm-hmm. and courageous, but it's real and true.
1: And that always serves. Mm-hmm. It always blesses. It's really true. And just, I mean, the story upon story of, of women, we've sort of sharing their stories and like, yeah, sister, I came to know who I am, or this baby saved my life, or, you know, just that the Lord um, always invites to newness, you know, that a crisis, mm. and not trying to downplay the reality of crisis, but every crisis can be, if we let it be, an invitation to newness, yeah, sister. Um, for allowing the Lord to make something new. And it's powerful. It's really powerful. Um, but even as I'm, we're talking about this, I'm just thinking like, so what happens? Like, let's say, I mean, there's one thing for us being sisters, right? And this is kind of our mission and our charism, but like, what about, um, you know, those who are listening, like college student or I'm working or, you know, whatever the situation is, how do you receive someone? So let's pretend, you know, well, they know a colleague or coworker or fellow student who is pregnant and, they find out or it approaches them like mm. how basically how do how does one receive um a woman in crisis or really anyone in crisis amen be that pregnancy or not like yeah I think it'd be just good to break that open is it right I
0: think that's an awesome question and actually usually if you're listening to this then actually the Lord knows you've received this and He'll quickly throw you into an adventure of life. Mm -hmm. That's what often happens to people after they've talked to us or come to know about our missions Mm -hmm. is all of a sudden the Lord pulls someone into the radius of their own life that they can respond to with this gospel of life. Mm -hmm. And to answer your question, sister, I think more than anything, a woman needs to know, I'm with you, I'm for you, Mm -hmm. and we're gonna do this together. Mm -hmm. Basically, um, that she needs to know that you are absolutely 100% Mm -hmm. in this with her and that you are gonna find a way. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a sense, I think a lot of women have expressed to me, it can be very hard when, let's say she shares the news with the father of the baby Mm -hmm. and the father of the baby says something that, yes, may be very culturally resonant, Mm -hmm. like, hey, you know what, it's your choice. It's your choice, I'll support you, whatever you wanna decide. And in that experience, I know many women have described to me They feel burdened, actually. Mm -hmm. They feel like, oh my gosh, this is all on me. Mm -hmm. This is all up to me. And it's a weight that I can't bear alone. Mm -hmm. And actually injustice that she shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. Uh, In a sense, what she needs to hear from the father of the baby is I'm with you. Mm -hmm. This is our baby. And we're gonna walk this together. Mm -hmm. And that will give her courage to Mm -hmm. be able to respond positively Mm -hmm. to this life. Mm -hmm. I think if you're a mother or a father,
1: Well, and and I I think that's so true and so powerful too. And so it's obviously like, you know, we're in a position as a friend or colleague. Mm -hmm. And so, but even for them to experience like we, yeah, we'll be in this with you. We'll accompany you um, to life, right? And because there's there's another reality in which a woman who's pregnant often experiences like this flip-flopping, right? One day she's Mm -hmm. totally, you know, choosing to have the baby. The next day it's like the fear, you know, overwhelms her again. And she's thinking, gosh, I think I should have an abortion, right? So there's that, it, it, it's a battle. It can be a mm-hmm. flip-flopping. And so actually knowing that someone is able, you know, and interested and happy to to accompany her, walk with her, that she's not alone. I think mm-hmm. that's one of the biggest things. So important. knowing that I am not alone mm-hmm. um, is so powerful. Amen. Uh, mm-hmm.
0: Well, and even sister to think like to anyone who might encounter another in this way you have a community of sisters, Mm -hmm. an army of sisters behind Mm -hmm. you. In a sense, you may be aware like, gosh, the circumstances of my life might make it difficult for me to um, accompany her in all the ways that she needs. Mm -hmm. But actually that's the joy of our lives that we are actually consecrated, set Mm -hmm. aside to give a yes to this woman, Mm -hmm. to give a yes to this life that she carries, to animate the whole human family, uh, to raise, It takes a village to raise a child, right? Mm -hmm. And that that's our happy privilege that wherever that woman is, whatever country, wherever she stands on the face of this earth, get her in touch with us. That in a sense, yes, we exist um, to protect that gift of life. And actually, you know, that there are hearts beating for her and for her little one. And even more so than this, a spiritual reality that we are, animating through our prayers and the prayers of so many faithful and the prayers of so many coworkers who are literally generating this huge answer to life, Mm -hmm. Uh, this huge force of good Mm -hmm. that is seeking to unite together as a human family to stand in solidarity with women who are confronted Mm -hmm. and vulnerable and that there is love. There Mm -hmm. is love on the face of this Mm -hmm. earth Mm -hmm. to receive, to Mm -hmm. pull down and to let guide because that's really where we're accompanying her from Mm -hmm. fear to love and in love and we all know when we're living in love regardless of what is confronting us it's enough Mm -hmm. love is enough and love exists yeah
1: well sister what it makes me think of is you know it's like yeah the command that john paul ii is talking a lot about in this chapter you shall not kill But like what's the antidote to that it's like let's live Mm. you know um we're not, we're not meant to be totally self-reliant or self-sufficient. We're meant mm-hmm. to live in community. Mm-hmm. And uh, walking with a woman in a crisis pregnancy is um, a real powerful way of communio. Um, and it also, I think, you know, as we do, and you had already mentioned this, but helping her to make an act of faith in herself, mm-hmm. in her own goodness, um, her beauty, uh, her capacity for love. Because um, I'm sure we said this before, but a woman who knows she's loved can do anything right mm-hmm. it, it love gives you wings um to soar right mm-hmm. um and so yeah i think that's just really important um and also not to be afraid of the turmoil of it too like yeah you know like if you're in conversation with her um primarily or, or not but like that there is there is a turmoil of heart and we all go through those times in life where where we're debating between something or mm-hmm. agonizing over something and and just to have someone in it with us you know speaking truth and love um mm-hmm. uh, reason not fear mm-hmm. um that's really important mm-hmm. um it's also he- you know helpful to maybe help your friend or colleague like what's her atmosphere what is she eating <laughs> you know like mm-hmm. her you know the the music she listens to the the movies like all that is actually going to feed the fear or help banish the fear. So Mm -hmm. creating an environment that actually is going to, you know, help her receive good things. Amen. That's a picture of God's love. Well, and sister, it just really
0: is like, even the privilege of just kind of talking about this, it's standing back and being in awe, actually, of Mm -hmm. what God has done these Mm -hmm. past 30 years because I think sometimes people can hear Sisters of Life and they think, okay, they're they're anti-abortion nuns or they're against something. But actually the way that the Lord has led us and the way the Holy Spirit has gone to work is to build something, Mm -hmm. to animate something, to cultivate something, to pull back from the polemics, to pull back from heated debate and say, you know what, let's just focus on the person. Mm -hmm. Let's just care for and love the person in front of us. Mm -hmm. Let's just love one heart at a time Mm -hmm. in reverence to the dignity of that heart, the dignity of that life. And what the Holy Spirit has done in and through that is this masterpiece. It's like we're living inside this miracle. We're living inside a kingdom of God, basically, Mm -hmm. that, right, we have nothing but Christ to give, and yet the Lord has provided Mm -hmm. for the thousands that have Come to us, the thousands we've had the privilege of walking with. Um, And it's a tremendous thing to stand in awe of that as we respond to life, its crises, its difficulties, with faith Mm -hmm. in a God who is the author of life and who wants to care and provide for us we see miracles happen mm-hmm. and this is real. And this is the invitation actually mm-hmm. uh, to build something, to be part of something and really to be part of God's life mm-hmm. here on the face of this earth. Mm-hmm. But I wonder sister, it's like, do you have something, a story or something that pulls us all together, kind of gives sight to what we're actually
1: talking about? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It made me think of a, just a story. And actually it's in our most recent imprint magazine issue, but a woman we served who, um, Found out she was pregnant. She had already had some some kids. Um, found out she was pregnant and it was just like a terrible time. Or She was just so overwhelmed. Um, and so she went and got some abortion pills and was going to take them. Mm-hmm. But experienced this real like battle, like would take them out and look at them. But like just total battle in mm-hmm. her heart, back and forth, back and forth. And then she reached out to our sisters for help mm-hmm. um, and then another friend for help. Um, and we were just journeying with her, encouraging her, listening to her heart. Um, reflecting back her beauty to her. Um, and at one point, a friend sent her a scripture passage, it texted it to her. Um, and it was one about hope. Mm. And she really felt the Lord speaking to her in that. And then when she contacted the sister um, next time, the sister was like, oh my gosh, I was just praying with that scripture passage. And it was just like, it gave her such a, yeah, just such hope um wow. and basically she she made the decision and made this real act of faith um to basically destroy the abortion pills and say like little one i don't know i don't know how i'm gonna put food on the table or pay the rent or anything but i'm trusting god mm-hmm. i'm trusting god that he's gonna provide for us uh really like a heroic act of faith and it's amazing like her story unfolded and just yeah like god providing at this juncture and this this uh, interaction and with her job and everything, you know, Incredible. lining things up, and so that it was, um, yeah, like she was provided for. It's powerful. The sister. power of her act of faith, you know, but you know, like she would say, like walking, she needed to be um, accompanied and walked with, yes, um, and being able to choose life because when we're alone and we're afraid and we're in the dark, uh, we can't, right? We wow. can't. We need we need each other. We need the Lord. We need to rest on him and be able to lean on others. And so just really powerful.
0: Wow, sister, it is mm-hmm. it is actually extraordinarily powerful because mm-hmm. actually I think about my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, how many times a day am I invited to make an act of faith, mm-hmm. to really hope in God? Mm-hmm. And so whether you're a vulnerable pregnant woman or you are confronting difficult decisions at work or you're trying to figure out how to love your child well or how to love your spouse better, it's something that we can live in solidarity and it's something that God invites us to live every day Mm -hmm. and that this is what builds a culture of life. This is what Mm -hmm. builds a healthy, strong, vibrant human family. And I think before we go, sister, my challenge would be to commit just for one week to ask for the grace to choose love. Mm. To, at every interval, at every tough, turn or corner or Mm -hmm. the places you feel poor Mm -hmm. is to ask for the grace to receive God's love and to follow the lead of love. And when you fail in love, ask again, Mm -hmm. Lord, ask for the grace to receive your love, even in my failures, even in my weakness, Mm. um, to really commit in a focused, intentional way to yes, inviting the Lord of life, the Lord of love, Mm -hmm. the God who is love himself into your life. Wow. every day, for a week and then see what happens cuz it catches. Yeah. And we
1: realize it's the way we're made to live. That's awesome. Sister Wow. How about you? Great challenge. Um I think before we go I would just say um take some time this week maybe just 15 minutes mm-hmm. or 20 minutes to just put yourself maybe take out the scripture passage put yourself um you know in the cave of Bethlehem. Hmm. by the manger. Um and just be with little baby Jesus there. Uh, look at him maybe you know maybe hold him you know in your Mm. mind's eye but just be with him in that reality and it's powerful um yeah
0: it's powerful
1: sister Mm -hmm. wow do you want to close this with a prayer i would love to father son holy spirit lord you're the giver of life we praise you we thank you for the gift of this life we thank you for your kindness to us. Thank you for calling us to yourself. And Lord, we just ask for the deep grace of knowing our own lives to be good. We ask for the grace that we may radiate your life and your love to all those we encounter. We entrust ourselves to you, all the intentions of our hearts to you. And we give you glory as we pray. Glory be to the Father, Father and to the, the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and, and will, will be forever. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, great to be
0: with you all. Yes, and mercy. May God bless your week, and uh, we'll see you next time. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.